this is Wicked Spursy. on youtube go to youtube sorry i've got just this slow ass computer you know you know how it is your cpu would that be yeah you might be the only person i know who still calls it that even though that is what it is <laughs> it is a cpu <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dick <laughs> but it's, it's true steve am i wrong you just didn't want to say it because you're you're of a different generation. You left it to me to say. Just so you know, we're going live. <clears throat> I'll believe it when I see it. Well, you know, you don't have to believe it. I mean, you just see it. There we go. All right. We're live. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy. Mike, Steve, and Dave. Mikey Blinders, my man. How you doing? <laughs> I love how you pick up on my uh, on my scholarly cap. And it is a, <clears throat> it is a look I am digging, man. I, it is actually I hope the, it sticks uh, around. It is the, uh, it's it's called the Peaky. It's made by uh, Boston Scully Caps. Uh, I've got a number of them. So that's good. Um, other than that, no, I am, am, I'm in fucking rotten, terrible mood. Um, Gee, I wonder why. Well, uh, I was wondering, the, how, how's this different from every other podcast we do, Mike? That, that's what I'd like to know. <laughs> here's the deal, though, boys. <clears throat> I, uh, I, I, Got to work today. Well, I, first of all, I thought I had a meeting, so I was going to cancel this appointment that I had. And then it turns out I didn't have a meeting. It's next week. So um, I was like, I can go to this appointment. This appointment happened to be a dental appointment. I don't like the dentist. Don't like him. Mm -mm, not one bit. <clears throat> well, I like they don't my, like you either. <laughs> I like my dentist. No, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they <laughs> piss and moan about people like me. But I like my dentist. I don't necessarily like the hygienists. Multiples. I, right. I can agree with that. That you know that, why? You know why? Because they're like they're always like, "Oh, you need to floss more." I, too fucking bad. I floss twice a day. You need to brush more. You need a water pick. You need a Sonic Care. Here, we're gonna sell these to you. You <laughs> need a twenty nine dollar tube of toothpaste. Like, shut up. Get your fucking <laughs> scraper out and do your goddamn job, Amber. You know, your gums are a little sensitive. Well, maybe because you just <laughs> stabbed them for the last 20 minutes with a metal instrument. I mean, <laughs> you know what? And she used that ultrasonic fucking thing on me too that, that you know, makes you immediately bleed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And then she's like, here, you can have your own suction device. I'm like, awesome. <clears throat> so anyway, <laughs> an hour and a half I'm in this fucking place. She's she goes to town with this ultrasonic thing, puts me through all kinds of pain, and then decides that she's gonna fucking use that scraper and scrape, 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 scrape. While she's doing this, she's telling me how terrible my teeth are, and that I need to get rid of my wisdom teeth that are on the bottom. Well, I she's got her fucking hand in my mouth, so I can't explain to her that the trauma that I went through getting the tops out, I'm not doing the bottoms. They can rot out of my fucking mouth before <laughs> I get those ripped out. Fine. Dentist comes in, says. You got some really old fillings. We're going to need to, you know, do a little revamp on them. No big deal. I'm in now. Hour and a half. That's it. I missed the entire fucking second half of the Spurs game, which I wouldn't say you missed it, <clears throat> which, you know, 
we'll we'll talk about it. Should we talk about? Should we even talk about it? Um, I did watch some of the highlights or lowlights. I <laughs> really, say. really, that was that must. <laughs> where, been where were those? But what's even better than Dave? Luke, that... Lucas's cross, sort of off the off the corner far post, right? That, that was the highlight of the match. <clears throat> Sorry, so, we went there. Go back to your story. Uh, my story. I, this is it's going to end real quick because, like, in the middle of all of this happening, my phone rings. She sees it's my mechanic. She says, "Go ahead and take the call." I'm like, "Cool." I just brought my truck in for. You know, I got an old truck. I just brought it in for a routine inspection. They call. Of course, guess what it needs? Brakes all around. They're completely rusted out. Brake pads, lines. Pads, rotors, nice Calipers, lines yeah. too. Yeah. Brake lines. And, and those old trucks, they're metal. So you got you to replace those. Dude, you're in for thousands of bucks. Um, yeah, needs new exhaust. And guess what? Some soft spots in the frame. Truck is done. Gone. I'm not well, How 15. old is that truck? It's a 2005. Well, it looks pretty good for being 2005. I'll give just you that. yeah, just went over 100,000 miles on it. So huh. I'm going to try and sell it to a junkyard or uh, sell it on Facebook Marketplace. So anybody's looking for a piece of shit truck that you can't get inspected, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> I'm your guy. So other than that, work was fucking great today. Work was great. Just great. Sweet. My yeah, me, like me and my socialist friends uh, got a got a big raise uh, last week. So. That's what that's what happened in between. Congratulations, uh, true socialism. Would you would you be sharing that among everyone else that that big raise, or would you be keeping that for yourself? No, everybody gets the same raise. In fact, no, but I mean everybody, everybody in the hospital. Uh, in fact, in, in fact, our contract our contract dictated that everyone in the hospital needs to be brought up to twenty dollars an hour by the end of fiscal year twenty five. Flat rate. So that's that's minimum wage at the hospital will be twenty dollars an hour because that's, of because of what we won. That's pretty cool. You still there's your socialist hire, shit right there. You won't be able to hire because McDonald's will be paying twenty five by then, and they'll no, still they already work do. There instead, yeah. <laughs> the Bagel Cafe pays, uh, you know, down the road pays fucking twenty five dollars an hour. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mention that because I I heard this story. Uh, that's a place my wife likes to visit when she's working in the office. And uh, it's not $25 flat. It's some wage plus tips to make up that. And they're assuming that you're making, you know, that extra five, six, seven dollars an hour in tips by yourself, not dividing it amongst everybody else. It seems a little bit of a stretch to me. Yeah, indeed. Funny, funny tip story, by the way, um, you guys, you guys know my oldest son and Mike, you've seen him at his place of work where he is a server, right? Well, a uh, younger brother got a job there um, as a, as a meal runner, you know, he's not server status. He's, he's a, a tear down. So he gets a share of the tips and he's all excited. I know that neither one of them listens to this podcast, so I'm okay telling you the story. He's all excited <laughs> about all the tip money he's bringing in. Older son is like, Dad, I don't know if I should tell him how much tip money I bring in because he's only getting like ten percent of what the rest of us, the rest of us get. But you know, the kid's happy, man. Let him have his fun. I thought I thought the older brother is going to be like, "Fuck that guy," because he's getting a share of all the hard work that I do. Because <laughs> your son, I got to tell you, he is he is a top notch server. That's good. He knows That's his good. he knows his stuff without even like looking at the you know looking back at the menu or refer to the menu like he knows everything. He's also good at faking it, so he he may have been selling you a load of something and just you know <laughs> it's all about how you deliver, right? <laughs> faking it and delivering, yeah. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Reminds me, I oh, forget it. 
<laughs> um, quick question, Mike, before we go to Steve. Um, what did I, I came up with a name? Was it, is it, is it Pauly Montana was the, uh, the mafia name that you, pretty close. That you, pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. Right. I'm going to keep, close. keep thinking through this. Do I have I, one of them, right? Uh, you, you do. Okay. You do. All right. You do. Uh, I realize nobody else in the world knows what I'm talking about, but I'm just going to keep thinking and see if I can hit this. Steve, my man, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm here, Dave. I'm so ready for this pod therapy uh, because after what we just witnessed today, I think we all need it. Um, there's a lot to get off my chest, but aside from, from the sports side of things, uh, you know, having a little bit of, of fun, both at work and, uh, with some potential recruiters who keep reaching out to me, you know, it's, it's, it's fun being in a position where your skill set is in such high demand, but then I get these recruiters who are like, so would you be interested in abandoning your remote work and driving 30, 45 minutes into an office every day? It's <laughs> right, like, right. No, no, I would paying? How much are you going to pay? It's like, oh, well, we can't exactly match your current salary. It's like, oh, so you want me to take a pay cut? To come? So, Absolutely to not. Start a, start yeah. a union, Steve. You too can have Absolutely a 26% not. raise. No, it was, it's just, it's hilarious to me, the audacity of it. It's like, you know, well, but it's a fun atmosphere. It's like being in my own comfortable space is all the fun I need. I don't need some Joe Schmo showing up at my desk asking me for the most mundane shit. I've already done that in my career. I don't like it. It's it's taking away from my productivity. It, unless you're going to make me a really lucrative offer, I'm not doing it. It's just not going to happen. Um, so that, that's been a little bit of fun because these recruiters, they just, you know, I, I almost feel bad for them, um, but they're not looking out for me. They're, they're not trying to get me a deal. They're trying to get their company a deal. So, you know, sucks to suck, I guess, but. Uh, yeah. Good to be in the position where you can be selective though. Right. And be able oh to yeah, absolutely. Take no, those but in. The real fun. Um, that I've had, uh, I had a conversation with one of the owners of my company uh, today, and it always amuses me when, you know, somebody who is, you know, just starting to like dip their toes into reporting and analytics, um, when they ask me questions like, oh, can you do this really complex thing for me? Do you have the bandwidth? And it's like, <laughs> do I have the bandwidth? Absolutely not. But um you know, if you want to maybe get me that headcount that I've been asking for for the last six months, maybe I can help you out. But uh, no, it's, you know, it, my job is one where I deliberately set up to make it look easy. But the reason it looks easy is because I've spent all of my time over the last decade or so learning how to do my job and do it well. Um, so it's not like you can pick some, you know, guy off the street to replace me don't break your arm patting yourself on the back there stevie (laughs) i am amazing (laughs) what can i say it's it's a specific set of skills that i have um no but i i like to say it's my skill set is just being lazy right like i i see the complexity of the situation in front of me and i go i really don't want to deal with this every single month what's the simplest way that i can solve this problem and then i put all my energy into making that happen so 
people like to think, oh, well, what he does is easy, but they don't necessarily understand all the hard work and heavy lifting that goes into making it easy. So that just amuses me. It was a fun conversation. I I, I love the guys that own the company. They're uh, they're some fun people to work for, but I, I'm so looking forward to when he realizes what is beneath the tip of this analytics iceberg. It's going to be a fun time. Deep thoughts with Steve. You guys are making all kinds of that's what she said moments here already. And we just started this podcast and I haven't had the balls to say any of them. That's also what she said. Um, <laughs> you better not have the balls. Because if she did say it, yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you guys want to talk about? I, I, I'm glad to know, Mike, you are not doing great. Steve, I'm glad to know you're fending off recruiters. Um, Steve, you also shared a good anecdote earlier, which you don't have to repeat, but I enjoyed you sharing about the um, the annoyance of watching how other people parent their children in public oh my to be God. to be nuisances and 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 you know sucks on you society know, basically. You know, I'll tell you this much because this is a, my my therapy sessions lately are just me ranting about whatever annoyance is going on. And we had a nice conversation this week about this concept of positive parenting that seems to be really popular, where like, you don't want to say anything negative or bad to your kid, but it's like, they take that to such an extreme that they just refuse to put up boundaries, right? So you get these parents who don't want to put any discipline out there and then you get their kids who are running around causing problems for everybody else in the area. And it's like, who, how are you helping your kid by letting them just run wild? Like, you know, these are the same people. What did she say? She said something like, uh, you know, they're the same people who, you know, if they're smart and well off, they'll grow up and they'll become white collar criminals, you know, because nobody's <laughs> going to tell them no. Yeah. So they're just going to keep doing this, this shit because they think they can get away with it. And it's just going to bite them in the ass. But yeah, parents, all you parents out there, just boundaries are fine. Put some fucking boundaries up. It's it's easy. You don't have to be like a villain, but you know, you hey, know. If, you, if you don't, somebody else will, right? Like that's that's the absolutely. Thing. If, if you don't teach your kid how to deal with setbacks or or the word no, somebody's going to teach them later, and it's going to be a lot more painful. But but absolutely, hey, who who are we to to uh, tell others how to live their lives? We're normal fucking people. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what else we are? We are experts at telling professional football players how they suck. So why don't we uh why don't we do that a little bit? Mike, um the 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 little <laughs> bit that you saw of the match today. What, what, this is you, just gonna devolve I, into, into chaos here. I, because I have to ask before you get into it, Mike, because I think this was second half. Please tell me you at least saw the highlight of big Dave Sanchez just fucking falling on the ground tripping over himself i did not hey before we go all negative by the way i wanted to share with you guys our boy uh jake Berger is is crushing bombs in spring training right now dude he's, i know he, i saw some did you see i commented on a couple of yeah them. he's he you know he's gonna have a tough fight for a position on the 30 man because they're just they're stacked up in places where he needs a spot but um He's he's crushing bombs. Our boy Jake. to Boston. So, I I told him that he'd come to Boston. You you did tell him that. So Jake, if you're listening, he's got a good agent. Yeah, you know? <laughs> very true. So back over to you, Mike. Talk about the baseball. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start calling him Jakey bombs. Jakey um, bombs. Um. Yeah, like. All right, I'm, I'm just gonna come out and say it. Lucas Mora. 
<laughs> in the first half had a fucking breakaway, right? Straight line breakaway. Straight right? line he only fucking breakaway. Line. And he is like by himself, yet for some reason he found a way, found a way to find a defender and dribble into that defender. <laughs> he did. Instead of shooting the fucking ball he still at got the it. keeper who was stumbling backwards because Lucas was coming at him so fast and wasn't ready for the fucking counterattack when he got the ball. And he still found a way to dribble into a defender. Lucas, Lucas, don't fucking okay. That that aside, the tactics were wrong. The lineup was wrong. This is not the time you fuck around at Sheffield United, right? Tough place to play at Sheffield. Right, that's a tough, tough place to play. They always gave us trouble when they were up, right? They gave they and they still give everybody trouble. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a it's a it's not a pleasant place for an opposing team to play. Um, they're a championship t- uh, side, so guess what? They're going to be physical AF. I mean, I, I might as well say as fuck because I've just been I've been going off already. They're going to be super super physical, uh, and and they're playing a, a, a Premier League team in the FA Cup, so they're going to be even more physical to the point of of not giving a shit if they if they rack up cards right and the, and they're also stocked with like undersized white guys that look like they're looking to get in a fight at the pub like they just they just have this overall vibe to them That's and a 37 year old striker <laughs> also true you know um we got a bunch of young kids out there today uh and yes the sprightly lucas mora among them oh uh, well i mean he's not he's 30 years old right or whatever he is, and son, 30 years old. Okay, the rest of them were young. Uh, from what I saw, Pedro Poro looked fucking terrible again. Uh, I put him, I, and I know that he did not perform well because I put him on my DraftKings team. And despite his three, we were, we have been told by some of the quote unquote experts, air quotes, that he is a crossing machine. Three crosses the entire game. Three. You know how many tackles he had? Three tackles. Dude, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Where's my Emerson Royale? <laughs> you know, the fact that we didn't see him at all, like, especially when we were trying to get that goal, I just don't understand. Like, I, I'm I'm not ready to trash on Pedro Poro because we, I mean, look at Emerson Royale. Like, he's the poster child for give him time and, you know, good things will happen. And Pedro Poro was better today than he was against Leicester. He was better today. He had a really good run in the second half. Um, that, so as, know, the, as we hurt, as but. we go down the the hierarchy of of clubs in the, in the, in the FA or in the English football system, He's going to get better and better. So the, by the time we actually <laughs> next season play, uh, play Colchester team, again in like the Carabao, right? Yeah, he'll be fucking brilliant. He will. He'll be amazing. He'll be he'll be midweek midweek tournament. You know, like superstar. I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want to trash on the guy because you know, the, people didn't give Decky. Uh, you know, they didn't give him the benefit of the doubt in his first appearance. And to be to be fair. Pedro Poro like was put into a situation in that game against Leicester where he didn't fucking stand a chance and he hasn't had a coach yet. Right. He hasn't had his manager yet. Yeah. 
Um, he didn't stand a chance in that game against Leicester. Conte wasn't feeling up to it. Conte he might, for all intents and purposes, might be actually done for the season. He might. But, he might pull uh, Tony Larissa. You, you know who else I've, I've decided is fucking done? Is Perisic. Perisic scored me a shitload of points on DraftKings today. But, you know, that dude is cooked, man. He's got, like... He doesn't have the attitude to play. Uh, I think I think Steve mentioned uh, him, you know, shaking his fist and and throwing his hands up in the air instead of instead of joining the attack, um, it, you know, it, it, and uh, and for for what we saw defensively, like I that first half, I wasn't worried about Sheffield United at all. Nope, they didn't have any either. kind of attack. They had they had this kind of like. It wasn't even a low block encounter. It was like a low block and dump and chase. In a halftime, they had it was zero like shot. it was like old school. It was like old school uh, Boston Bruins, where it was like dump and chase. You know? Yeah, they had like three shots and like zero shots on target at halftime. I mean, they were they were not a threat. We made them a threat in the second half. Yeah. So and and of course the second half, I was being tortured to fucking death with an ultrasound fucking tool. Um. Is that what they call you at work? The ultrasound tool? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm on the CRM tool. Gotcha. Can we talk about Sonny and Richarlison? Steve, you got anything to say about those two? You know, it, it's funny you mention it because um, there seems to be a big argument going on uh, over social media. People saying Lucas was the best attacker. And it's like, yes, but that's not as much praise to Lucas as it is a, a condemnation of yeah. everybody on the team. That's like King shit of turd mountain basically is what that is. Exactly. It's like, yeah, he was making these direct runs at, at defenders, but he wasn't doing anything with it. And for as little as he was doing with the ball, you know, Richarlison and son were doing less than that, mm-hmm. which is just baffling. I mean, I, I, I felt a little bad really like not not angry at him but just kind of like i can't even say disappointed i just i just feel bad for a charleston because there were moments in that game where like you could see it in his eyes like he was he was his own worst enemy he's in his head things aren't coming off for him you know so he's just like beating himself up about it you, we saw the same thing with sun for large stretches of this season you know these guys are are confidence driven players and when they're lacking confidence they just overcomplicate things they make they make something simple look into this absurd mess um and and we're the, that much worse for it you know i i really feel bad for him because this is a guy who desperately wants to get out there and justify his price tag and it's just not working for him whether that's because of you know the injury issues that he's had you know maybe he's not quite fit enough or he's not playing enough so he can't get into his rhythm or maybe something else is going on behind the scenes how he's being utilized by the the coaching staff how he's you know what his instructions are during game i i don't know but you could just see it in his eyes like he is just a man who is defeated but so desperately wants to do something about it and it sucks because like you know we're at the point of the season i mean this game in particular he should have come off much sooner than he did but you know we'll talk about that tactical shit house uh in a bit but you know he he really needed to come off 
Um, he's got to get some kind of like, I, I don't know. He's got to go see like a therapist or something, sports psychologist. Um, he's just, he, he just feels defeated son at the same time. He's tr- He also is in the same wheelhouse, right? He's trying to overcomplicate things. Um, or he's just unsure of where he's supposed to be. And again, I don't know if this is a tactical thing. They just don't understand what's being asked of them. I mean, you also have to understand that none of those guys have really played together at all. (laughs) So, you know, they don't exactly know, you know, when's Richie going to make a run? When's Sun going to cut in? When's Lucas? Well, they should know Lucas is just going to run at the defense and give the ball away. I mean, that should be pretty obvious. Um, Steve, you shared ass. You shared something on Reddit, Mike. I want to ask you to to comment on this. Um, so here's the setup. It, you know, if the three of us were on like a Sunday league soccer team you know, with, with a bunch of other guys, and we had a decent team and we were playing well, and then we had some tournament coming up where we were playing some guys who we knew were not as good as us. Um, I could imagine our our pregame conversation would be something to the effect of, "Hey, guys." these guys are going to be up for playing us. They're going to be excited. They're going to come after us. So let's put our necks on their throat or put our feet on their throats and let's just take it to them and destroy them early so that we can have a good rest of the day. I could imagine us having that conversation beforehand. And then I read, Steve, you shared on Reddit, um, Stellini's comments afterwards about how our guy's energy level wasn't up because maybe they, you know, they thought that the opponent was going to be easier and thought that this whole thing was going to going to kind of go a little bit more smoothly. Mike, like what, what's your, we, I feel like we've talked about this a million times, but what's your assessment on that disconnect between like what's obvious to everybody in the freaking world and then watching your team go out and, and not execute something that it seems would be logical to execute. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, when, so we've, we've, you know, as, as athletes, like, whether you're once once you get that kind of awareness as an athlete that um games are games in your leagues and stuff whether you're playing peewee or you know once you start gaining that awareness or high school or college ball um that that these games actually count and they mean something once you gain that awareness that's kind of when you hit that spot where you know the teams that you should be fucking beating. Um, but like you said, those teams, those teams are nine times out of 10 up for the challenge. Yeah, they're up for it. Yep. And they're going to do anything they can, whether it's like borderline dirty tactics to being ultra physical to um to trying to tactically outmaneuver you, you know, being by being smarter than you. Um, you know, I, in, when I was in high school, like my, my chosen sport was, uh, was football, American football. And we should have fucking like on paper, our offensive line was like 270 pounds average. Right. We should have fucking trucked people, trucked people. And there were times where we, let teams in the games that like that shouldn't have, have even been there. So mm-hmm. it comes down to, you know, when you realize and you're that good team, you realize that you should be smoking this other team. It's sometimes too late because you do go into that with a big head. My dad always said, don't get a fucking big head. You know, Burlington might be one in six, but 
they're going to be up for it when you when you come to their house. They're not going to want to let you walk all over them, and they'll do anything they can. And like that's what Sheffield United did, you know. And we see this constantly with Spurs, you know. And I don't know; it's it's not up to me to decide what's going wrong. Uh, it's just up to me to to bitch about the fact that these are million like multi-million dollar players were being paid to do a job that they're not doing and whether that's not following coaches instructions or just being fucking having a terrible attitude terrible attitudes playing to like this this same thing you know the same narrative as well i mean you have one guy with a terrible attitude and it affects the entire fucking locker room so when you go into those games and you think that we should you know, as fans, we, we should fucking trounce this team. They almost lost to Wrexham. Mm-hmm. They were down fucking four to two to Wrexham. Mm-hmm. And granted, you know, they were playing in Wales. Fine enough. You know, they weren't playing at home, but they weren't playing well against Wrexham. Wrexham presents different problems, but it's because Wrexham has, you know, teams come to the race course and you're, we're going to fucking defend our turf. We don't care who you are. And they did a couple of times, right? Nearly a third time. And so they saw they saw Spurs come in. They're like, we're going to fucking defend our turf. And then Conte tells Stolini to throw that fucking garbage pail of a fucking lineup out there. I get that we got lots of games coming up and like we have Champions League starting back up again. We got to beat Milan to move on there. But if we don't watch out, we're going to be out of all competitions. And, you know, it, it, that's not to say we're going to be out of the Premier League because I think we got a good shot at fourth place unless Liverpool, you know, continues to, for some reason, you know what Liverpool's like, you ever seen the undertaker? Like Mm -hmm. he would go down and then like, you'd think he's fucking dead, just laying there in the middle of the ring. And then he just sit up and then he'd turn and look at you. Like that's Liverpool. What the fuck? How are they still in this? How are we still in this? So I'm just kind of expanding on your question. I get it. Yeah, you are here, but you're doing a hell of a job. So, but, <laughs> but it basically, yeah, the, the fact of the matter is like, if you can't, if you as a player can't get yourself up for the game, that those other teams that are, that are there and they're up for it, whether they're better than you, whether they're worse than you, if they're up for it more than you are, and you could see it on a lot of those players faces today that they just either didn't understand what was going on or they didn't, they weren't into the game at all. I think that Richarlison and Son just weren't mentally into the game today, especially in that first half. Like, you know, Lucas could have, Lucas could have easily, you know, pulled that ball back instead of dribbling into those, those two defenders. He could have, he could have pulled that ball back and found uh, someone to pass to, but there wasn't anybody to pass to. And Richarlison, Richarlison and Son were trailing so fucking far behind. Like, and it happened the entire game. Let me just say, unless you are injured or you've got personal issues going on, which happens to everybody, right? I can, I can accept that personal stuff can affect your professional output. Conte's entire year. Unless it's one of those two things, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for not showing up. There's no excuse for not there's no being excuse. ready to play. You're Steve, being paid millions of well, millions of know, dollars. Yeah. Steve, while, while Mike cleanses his palate, why don't you uh, wrap up? Sheffield United for us. And then I want you to ask a really important question when you're done with that. Is that cool with you? Of course. Awesome. You know, here, here's the thing. And, and, you know, I think, I don't know who was doing the commentary on, on ESPN. I, I didn't bother to capture their name, but they were terrible. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the play-by-play was terrible. The halftime was terrible. They were terrible. 
they were terrible, but there was one comment that he made that I, I think is absolutely true here. It's that, you know, Sheffield, they show up and no matter what happens, unless they get completely blown out, it's a win for them, right? One nothing loss. Okay, well, you know, top four team in the Premier League, you know, you did well enough to just keep it as a one goal difference. You draw even better. Any result barring a blowout for them was a huge victory. Whereas for Spurs, anything less than a win is an absolute embarrassment. And that's exactly what we saw. It was an absolutely embarrassing performance from the team, the whole team, um, and the coaching staff. Because let's be honest, I mean, we're sitting here watching this game. We could clearly see where the problems were on the team. And it's not like we didn't have players on the bench to come in and offer something different, right? Like the entire front line, we've already talked about them. They were all trash. You know, pull Sun pull Richie, pull Lucas, throw on Danjuma, Caden, and, and Decky. We got all three of them, but not until what, like 75, 80 minutes when all of them were yeah. on the field. And yeah. by the time they were all on the field, Decky was playing right wing back because instead of taking Sun out of the game, who desperately needed to be removed, they decided, you know what, Decky can replace Pedro Porro. Okay, you know, Pedro Porro, not a great game. I get it. Emerson Royale is right there. Like there's somebody who can go in and inject something into the game. He's on a tremendous streak of form. Go to him. Davinson Sanchez is an absolute dumpster fire defensively. He was causing so many mistakes in the back, especially that one that I was talking about earlier, where he just looked like he, his legs like gave out from under him in the middle of the field and just allowed a counterattack to happen, pull him out, put Romero in. You know, if you had made, if, if the changes would have been, you know, Son, Richie, uh, Lucas, Pedro Porro, and Sanchez for Danjuma, Kane, Decky, Emerson, and Romero, I think we have a much different game on our hands. I think that is a, a, an opportunity for us to actually get something out of it. But the fact is, we saw one sub in Kane, what, an hour into the game? And then we didn't see any more until 75 minutes. That, to me, is indicative of not just the team not caring enough, but the coaching staff just being unable or unwilling to recognize that some of their star players aren't up for it. You know, if you're watching this game and you're saying, hey, you know what? The energy is low. These guys aren't taking it seriously. I mean, you had half time to address that with them. If they're still not doing anything, start pulling these guys, putting them on the bench and, and throwing some other guys in there who actually want to do something with the game. It, it, it's baffling to me. You know, Stellini, he's had his up until today, 100 percent record. But, you know, him and Conte, they do the same thing with their subs. They wait too long. And it never works out. You know, I am so Steve, sick Steve, of this. You know, the, the thing is, like, so much has been made of the Stellini 100% deal. The, 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 other, the other side of that coin, though, is that, is that Conte is calling in and making these subs. He's, he's watching this game. He's calling in. He's making these subs. I understand that Stellini is probably giving the on-field instructions, but somebody's telling Stellini what to do. Yeah, and if that – I mean, honestly, if that's the case, I if Conte walks out of the summer – like okay fine i like there's nothing 
I, I'm not attached to him. I don't care anymore. He doesn't care anymore, clearly. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, you can't just blame the players. This is a whole organizational issue that needs to be resolved. It's not going to be done this season. You know, we're not going to address any of these problems until the end of the season. But I mean, for me, it's clear. Conte's got to go. We need to get some of these other guys out. The other big thing that I, uh, statistic that I saw since the 2017-18 season, every time we've gotten knocked out of the FA Cup, one or both of Dyer or Sanchez has been in that lineup. Davinson Sanchez and Eric Dyer have been part of seven consecutive FA Cup losing streaks. There's your consistency there. Like if That's you're looking terrible. for a pattern as to why we keep getting bounced this early in the competition, there it is. Stop playing those fucking guys together. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy, guys? Had we recorded on Monday during our regularly scheduled time slot, we'd be having a totally different conversation. We can still have Absolutely. that conversation. We can, but it would have been a completely different conversation. Yeah, because like, yeah, like, what it, is it's Chelsea? amazing. Shit, right? What is shit? But it's Chelsea. still it's still Chelsea, right? And when we would just be we fucking would have been a, happy man. to have beat you know, them. Fucking a. we beat this. their fucking asses. We did absolutely, we did. If but, if this week has taught us anything, it's just how good Emerson Royale has been lately. <laughs> there it is. Right, Emerson like Royale I mean, appreciation. that's a clear downgrade. Emerson Royale, keep doing what you're doing, dude. Your space on the team is secure, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, you know, uh, you also got these people, oh, how are we going to perform against Wolves? Well, the answer is simple. Emerson Royale is going to play. We're going to have our <laughs> starting lineup. You know, these guys are going to hopefully be up for it at this point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just an absolute abysmal game. And, and you're right. You know, we probably should have mentioned that we fucking crushed Chelsea for the first time in God knows how long. We absolutely destroyed them. You know, I, I just I I really think that like, do you think there was a second where they're where they're like, Harry, uh, you're gonna sit on the bench today, and he was like, No, I'm gonna play, and they're like, No, you got to sit on the bench. We need you to rest for the league and for Champions League. You know, no, I'm gonna play. No, you're sitting on the bench, and then I guarantee around the 80th minute, at some point, he wrote a little note out, sent it to Stellini. Stellini opened it up, looked at it, and it said, I fucking told you. Harry Kane's gone. Put me in, I'm, Judge. I'm willing to guarantee if Harry Kane's not gone, that he never doesn't start another game ever again. Like he won't, he literally won't he, allow there won't a be any reason to get away for him it. not to. We're going to be yeah. bounced from every competition we're in. So it's just the league to focus on. <laughs> but look, you know, with, with the tactics and the lineup, you know, I really just want to know what Conte is smoking to have that kind of tactical setup, but I'm not going to get an answer from him anytime soon. He's you not can't, you can't say, Hey, Conte, answer. what you smoking, right? You can't no, ask but that I, question, but I can't ask a different question. Hmm. And that question is this. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Hey, uh, I love when you asked that. I thought you were going to say what you're smoking. <laughs> this we'll is Vermont after one. all. <laughs> this is Vermont after all. Uh, today I have a fun looking one. Uh, and I, 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 you know, the, the not always not always a guarantee of quality, but we'll, we'll we'll let you go with this. No, it's a quality brewery, though. All right. Um, but it looks like something you might drink if you were smoking something. What the fuck is that? 
gnome. Oh, I love it. Look at all the little gnomes. That is the greatest can art I have ever seen. Isn't it? It's fucking great. I I need that. Mike, afterwards, you send me where you got that because I'm going to have to go pick some up for myself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Boom. Done. Is uh, it co- so, it's, it's obviously by Oma Gang. Is it called Noma Gang? Is that is that the name? It is. Nice. It is. <laughs> uh, so this is a this is a fucking heavy, heavy, heavy Belgian blonde. Um, well, they're 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 the purveyors of fine Belgian beers, right? Um, yeah, I was gonna say don't talk about the ladies that way, but okay. <laughs> the fine beers are Belgian okay. That's women. Fine. Um I I I like blonde ales, but like I like the blonde ales like when you go to Canada and they call them blonde ales when they're that means they're actually like lagers or pilsners. Um, I don't necessarily like Belgian beers. I don't like you know I don't like that yeasty kind of banana you know apples and banana type flavoring. Uh, Belgian blondes are great. Um, typically they're pretty great, but they have that yeasty taste at the back end of it that I don't really like. Um, Oma Gang makes great beer though. And uh, typically if I go for a Belgian beer, this is it. Um, so I, I've never had this one. I just saw the can. I was like, I'm going for this. So Very nice. Part of my big fat hand in the camera for anybody who's two people watching. All right. All right. Look at that. You guys are the real MVPs. Oh yeah. It smells like a, it smells like a blonde. Certainly oh, it smells like a Belgian on the Spurs team from today. It smells like a blonde. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Flav, Flav is going to allow me on the show one of these days. I hope so. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I, I'd fit right in with those dudes. I'd be like the American version of. Till Barty said something you didn't like when he was guest guesting and then you got in a fight with him. That'd be pretty cool. I'd pay to see that. He's spirits oh. today. <laughs> Mike versus Barty, you would you would beat the living crap out of out of Barty, no I, question. I don't know, dude. He looks squirrely. He looks like he might be squirrely. And he's, you know, a, he's a spry fella. He looks spry. He, he runs. I, he runs yeah. and shit. He does marathons. You know what that means? He's probably fit. I'd last probably about forty five seconds trying to chase his ass around. But that's forty five seconds of power, brother. Right? You're, you're you're bringing it. Oh, I would I, bring it. I've I've got a beer advocate review that I'm going to read for this one. Oh, this is fucking great. Then, um, please tell me it's our friend. No, it's I, I was looking for him, but I did not see him. But this is this one is pretty good, I think. He's got a nice three finger, uh, three finger head on it. Um, we're gonna give it a shot, see what my, it tastes like. My favorite measurement looks uh, biscuit or soap. Um, looks biscuity, soapy biscuit, soapy. Oh, a soapy, soapy biscuit. biscuit. That's a good uh, title. Soapy biscuit. I do kind of like that one. I think I think I rather it's like silky pudding, right? So soapy biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> so um that's Oliver Skip's nickname for it from us, right? Soapy biscuit. <laughs> yeah, because he's so clean and hearty. Precisely. Steve, while Mike is contemplating this, I was gonna tell you you mentioned Canada earlier. I read an article today on uh actually I think it was out of The Guardian talking about how these like feral crazy hogs from canada are invading the u.s and killing all the crops like even more so than other feral hogs so would you believe that canada figured out how to take us out by releasing pigs to to come and destroy america that's what it's come to 
That's where they get their that Canadian tracks. bacon. We, from, we got spy balloons coming in. We got a bit, but it's the pigs that are going to actually take. That's it. where they those those so those pigs give us Canadian bacon. <laughs> That's where Canadian bacon comes from. God, interesting. I knew it. I knew Canadian <laughs> bacon was going to fucking kill us. You're right. Like <laughs> English English back bacon isn't isn't bad enough. They had to. <laughs> the Canadians had to release more fucking terrible bacon on us. Give us normal bacon or just don't bother. Some something cured and smoked. This fucking beer is fantastic. It's spicy. It's got a little bit of alcohol burn. It's 9.5%. You don't see that in a, in a Belgian blonde that often. You're usually around like six to seven, five, five and a half to seven. Uh, this beer does have that banana-y taste, but like, like with Belgian blonde ales, like they add, um, I've made a couple of them um, and you always add a little sugar on the back end um, when you're, when you're canning or bottling or before, right before canning or bottling um, it lightens, it lightens the flavor and it lightens the, um, the color and it gives it a, a more carbonated consistency. So it's, it's a little, they're always a little bit, uh, a little bit more carbonated, uh, very bubbly, um, you know, the French beers are, are always like that anyway. Um, and it's because of the yeast that come out of that section of the, that section of the world. But um, yeah, this fucking beer is really good. It's tasty. Um, I'd have more than one if it, if I didn't fall over afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like it. Um, it's, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you guys a little hint since you've written down your, your numbers um they're in they're in they, they are in. in it's it's not over four oh <gasps> uh, it's Jesus. not over four the really good scale uh, he still but, got me got me guessing steve no 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 no. it's not over four but it's close um this is like a this is like a high alcohol like lawnmower beer like you would drink this you know mowing your lawn on a nice nice temperate summer day i like it uh 3.8 we we went high man you you, we you sucked high. us in you sucked us in with the the lofty praise steve what oh. was the uh the you had a review you found i what do you got? did i i, I want to read this to you it's reviewed by uh herba b on uh beer advocate and it says and i quote here my undisputed go-to for so many years and depressingly difficult to even conveniently find slash purchase in bulk anymore. Mm. The balanced yet complex sitting with it just floored me from first memorable taste before I had even come to refine one. The consummate pizza beer for my palate just lingers so needily on my tongue. And for a 20 plus year vegetarian, that might say something. Oh, meatily. Meatily. Yes. And it's always tasted even so much better when in beautiful company. There will always be a place in my heart of hearts for this revered blonde ale. Oh, wow. That that's, that's dramatic and flowery for sure. So sweet. Does does that strike any chords with you, Mike, having having just sampled it? I do like the comment about taste better. What was it among beautiful when company? In beautiful company. And and that's, to be clear, that's, that's beautiful lovely. company. Yeah is you know capital b capital c so it's not just any beautiful company it's like the beautiful company yeah general electric i guess i don't know <laughs> it's certainly not us 
um dude yeah uh, no it doesn't really strike that well kind of like you know it's it's it is it is kind of a it's it's you know you have that nice lawn and you mow the lawn afterwards like you it's 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 a, it's a lawn appreciation beer it is it's I don't know about beautiful people and beautiful company and all that jazz, but uh, it's a great it's it's a great beer, and I would I'm definitely gonna drink more of it. I've had it in my fridge, I've had it in my fridge for a few days. So, um, Mike, what about Philly, Philly, Montana, Philly, Montana? No, no, no. Damn, am I hotter or colder? You're you're, you're colder. Damn. Okay. All right. Yeah, I need yeah, a song. Yeah. I want to. I, I need a song. You need to understand. Oh, um, oh, okay. Um, yeah, this is perfect. Um, the suburbs by Arcade Fire. All right. Yeah, right, very good. Yeah, very good. Hey, that's been. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Noma Gang by Oma Gang. You rate, rated it three point eight, and uh, it is best enjoyed in the presence of beautiful company. Well done, man. Absolutely. Surprised you didn't go with a bad company song, you know, just making the link there. But I, I just <laughs> just let that one let that one go. You like making love? There you go. Hey, pop culture reference for you. Uh, last last week, Beth and I watched uh, the movie because I wouldn't pay to go see it in the theater, but it's out. Leaving the cube? It, no, no, it's out on Peacock <laughs> now. Megan about the AI lifelike I can't doll. do it. Can't do it. I have a. I have an irrational, maybe irrational, but mostly irrational fear of 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 AI and robots. So, Mike, here's what I'm going to say without spoiling the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Partway through the movie, I, I turned to her and I was like, "This movie is not what I expected it to be." And then as the movie went on, I'm like. This movie is exactly what I expected it to be. And, <laughs> and, and the thing is, my comment at the end was, here's the thing. And, and Steve, I, I bet you're going to be familiar with this, but Mike and I kind of lived it a little bit more immediately. Mike, when we were kids, Teddy Ruxpin came out. You remember Teddy Ruxpin? <laughs> you remember those commercials for Teddy Ruxpin? And oh, yeah. if if you're a Gen Xer, I believe that we all had this inherent like, no, no, fuck that. I am not getting that thing I, that is too far i'm not comfortable with this animatronic bear my, my sister house. had that fucking thing keep it keep that away from me right and i think that was a Put cassette tapes in its fucking back it was a precursor like yeah that that's going too far man i don't want something that pretends to be my friend and tries to i'm gonna be your and, best friend and and that's the fuck this, you are <laughs> this movie was teddy ruxpin exponentially ai'd and like holy crap what happens when the technology becomes smarter than you nope that and another good movie reference nope like just I, not, yeah not i've had I, I have i have had too many like yeah like skynet as online situations in my life where i'm like <laughs> fuck this no i'm not watching a movie i'm not watching that movie <laughs> and i'm not i'm not yeah i'm not watching i haven't watched nope nope's worth watching it's a good movie yeah I, yeah yeah and it's not what you think it is I like That's Jordan Peele. Yeah, I like Jordan Peele. Worth watching. He's great. While we're on the subject of when movies. he's doing comedy, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> His other movies, like they fuck you right in the head the second that you figure it out. You're like, yeah. Oh my god, no! This is terrible. Like Get Out like, was, was I, I can't pretty, fucking, pretty no, intense. Get, it, get Out like made me feel claustrophobic, and I was in a wide open space. Huh. <laughs> that dude was trapped. Trapped. Yeah. Yeah. That was nuts. Now, anyway. on the subject of movies, I'm excited. Um, 
my mother-in-law is coming up this weekend so oh, you're so excited that. well oh, oh, it, okay. it's not because of that in and of itself but it's because i might have the opportunity to get away for a little bit to go see what i can only imagine is like the future oscar sweet movie cocaine bear <laughs> yeah i would i don't know that i'd pay to see it but i would like to see oh that one. shut <laughs> the fuck up i want to see this movie so badly <laughs> i just you know just based How many on nights this, have you been on a bender and you're like yeah <laughs> that guy's the cocaine bear just i just want to you know go to 14th star have a couple of beers walk across the street to the tidy ass theater and just just shut my brain that, off for that a while. does sound fun and i love that that movie i think i saw it, they spent like 30 million bucks making it it made like 130 million bucks the first weekend of release and people have just panned it said this movie's terrible but they it's terrible all the way to the bank like th- those movies that people pan can but be it's, it, it's terrible but it's giving you exactly what it bills itself as it's you about have a bear cocaine, who, you have yeah. a bear it's like, it's <laughs> it's without a paddle but with cocaine that's exactly <laughs> and a and a bear and, you know, and, a, I, and a bear, right? I <laughs> wish I wish our favorite sports team could give us exactly what we want to watch. You know, can, is that too much to ask? Can we just get Spurs to give us the exact bit of, you know, just yes, happy co- content? Cocaine Pierre. Maybe that's what's missing. Maybe we just need to get the entire squad. Coke Pierre. Stoned on cocaine. <laughs> Steve, get, so, get Hoiberg, get Hoiberg. I'll, I'll get him all I'll jacked bumped up. out on cocaine. <laughs> Steve, that would be if, scary. If you do get to watch that that film, Steve, I think we would really enjoy and appreciate a, a Steve, review. If I weren't on call, I would go with you. If <laughs> well, I look closer, sure. I'd, I'd go with you, knowing knowing how enjoyable. I'd do the 14th star followed by the theater. That that sounds perfect. Yeah, I'll make sure that uh, if I do end up seeing it, we'll get a nice review on uh, next week's episode. They perfect. do have. They do have decent popcorn at that theater for the, the shit as that theater is i've had to go into the theater and wear a jacket because the heat wasn't on the, the popcorn is actually pretty decent there and that's how you write a theater is by I, the quality I, of the popcorn have you ever had bad theater popcorn oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i won't i won't name majestic high, 12 you have high popcorn standards majestic 12 is terrible it's just popcorn. artificial and then they try to mask it with more artificial shit it's eh. yeah <laughs> Yep, yep. Steve, Steve walks in with his own microwave bag of popcorn, pre-popped, ready to go. Right? <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm good. <laughs> no, thank you. I but will, I will take I that will extra take large. Blue, I'll <laughs> take a blue raspberry slushy then. Exactly. <laughs> what do you have in that? What do you have in that icy machine back there? What, what, what do you got going on? You got? Can cola? I get a swirl? You got cola? Can you do a combo? <laughs> I asked for blue raspberry. This is black. Oh, that's just the black mold. We don't want to clean that thing. That's right. Because <laughs> teenagers are running that thing. Talk about feral. <laughs> True. This theater in St. Albans is fucking teenagers. It, it is close to it. Canada, right? It's maybe it's the same, same thing. Oh, same yeah. takeover. <laughs> feral, feral pigs running feral the teenagers. <laughs> feral teenagers Fantastic. running the place. Sent from Canada to destroy. All right, gents. With our little bit of time left, and there's not much. Steve's got to scoot soon for his uh, fatherly duties. Um why don't we jump to some closing thoughts? What do you say? Better Steve? than husbandly duties. Well, I'd, Spurs. I'd rather do that than fatherly duties, if I'm being honest. But, uh, you know, I'm on fire this 9.5 beers. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, close thought, Steve. Closing thought is for all the uh, Spurs players out there 
first, I just want to start off by saying, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> Boom. Second, uh, please, for the love of God, just get us a win against Wolves. I mean, that's all. I, I don't think I'm asking for much. It's not like Wolves are a super strong team. They did draw. Did they draw yeah. Liverpool today? Um, not sure. No, no, no. They lost to Liverpool. They lost to Liverpool? Yeah, 2-0. Uh, Liverpool's now six points behind. Fuckers. Well, can and, they, and still have a game in hand. Can they lose to us, too? Like, that's, that's what I'm... Uh, sorry, I was... I was addressing the Spurs players. Just beat Wolves. Like, if you beat Wolves, I'll at least be content. And, you know, we can bookend this shit sandwich with at least two delicious slices of bread. If that's the way you want to think about it. But please, for the love of God, show up. Get Emerson Royale, you know, trucking on that right side again. The Um, Emerson Royale Appreciation Club. That's what we are. Hey, you know, for, for all the shit the fan base has given them, and, you know, and myself included, you yeah. know, I I have been very critical of him. The dude's turned it around. Like, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This dude, he put the work in. I don't know what clicked in his head, but he is on fire right now. And I, I'm actually honestly looking forward to watching a game with him and Decky bombing down that right side together like that to me is going to make for an enjoyable game and i hope that the result can just wash away this sour taste of this fa cup loss steve i read read somewhere that emerson said that um the thing that flipped for him the the switch was was shutting down grillish the 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 two instances where he he kind of made that happen with him that that was what it was if that's true so be it and by the way i am really fond of your statement how dare you i i, I like that as a um that, that's also a candidate for for how um, dare episode you? title how dare you <laughs> that's like something andy bernard would say on the office you know how huh? it's uh. actually kelly kapoor <laughs> kelly kapoor also said that yeah, yeah no question all right mike over to you my man mikey blinders what's uh <laughs> mikey blinders is, i love that yeah, it's my Arthur Shelby look, right? Um, except I'm fat. Uh, but <laughs> l- listen, d- listen. We so we fucking lost in the fucking in a cup match. What's fucking new? <laughs> right, right. People are all fucking angry. You know, as I sat there in and in, in the dentist chair today, it felt my watch vibrate three hundred fucking times. Yeah, sorry, that well, was that was us for a bit. Well, of I that. couldn't sorry watch this that. game. I was like, I was like, I can I just pass it to that TV that's over there so I can watch while your fucking hand is in my mouth torturing me. Um, I'm glad I didn't watch it in the second half, but I can tell you that like we lost in an FA Cup game. What's fucking new? We've, this is further than we've gotten the FA Cup in the past four years, right? I, I don't want to reopen this again because we've we've discussed it to death. But like, for the love of God, I can't believe they went into that game with no energy, knowing our history in the FA Cup over the last however many years. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Anyway, sorry, Mike. Continue. And Steve just sent me that that clip of Davidson Sanchez. Yeah, Davidson. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, so <laughs> so what? We lost in the FA Cup. Uh, we lo- we lost out in Carabao. Um, we're not going to get a domestic cup this year. Who fucking cares? We're in the league. We're in Champions League. We're in, we're in prime position. We've been playing well when we don't have a fucking team that has 
that has Ivan Perisic and fucking no Harry Kane and an off and an off son and Davinson Sanchez and Ben Davis playing fucking left back, just boring ass vanilla ice cream. Ben Davis playing who's playing like, left back. Who who's like he's a like great ben, player. Ben Davis. No, no, no. Ben Davis is like what the fuck? What is this position I'm playing? I'm a fucking wing back now, right? So like we get back into the league, it, the, it's going to be completely different. Like I know our I know our friend on the other on the other side, Chris. Uh, on the other side of the chat said that we're definitely losing the wolves away now dude it's not going to be the same lineup it's not going to be the same tactics it's going to be completely different we're playing in the league against wolves and it's something to play for which is champions league next year now look guys the league is completely different than than the cup matches we haven't won cups in the past who fucking cares right now? What we need is Champions League. What we need is to continue to to draw in fans and get people happy about our position in the league. And finishing fourth is the way to do that. Finishing fourth is fucking fun, man. It is fucking fun, and it's what we look forward to. We don't look forward to Carabao Cup. We don't. We look maybe maybe we look forward to Audi Cup, whatever the fuck that is. Um, we won that thing, and. Uh, we did in 2019, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, Lucas we lifted a cup. Lucas stealing the ball, stealing the ball, and giving it to Harry Kane for a fucking midfield goal uh, <laughs> against Chelsea. Um, but like, I, I don't, I don't understand the doom and gloom because we lost one fucking game. I get it. It was Sheffield United. It sucks. We fucking lose the fucking the stupid pirate swords. We lose those those fucking guys all the time. The stupid pirate swords. It happens. Don't get, stupid. don't get your panties in a bunch. It's, the season's not over because we lost to Sheffield United in the FA Cup. You know what that means? It means we have fewer fucking games to play. Yeah, the season was over months ago when Conte stopped giving a shit. When he <laughs> stopped showing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we were in fifth, we were in fifth place at the time, and we were f- five points behind. And now we're in fourth place and, and we're in the driver's seat up four points. We can we can lose a match and not have to worry about it as long as we continue to to build. But I think we're going to continue to build. We smoked Chelsea. We didn't look great in the first half against Chelsea. We didn't look terrible at all by by any stretch. You know, we looked we looked like we were in the game and and we actually managed managed some shit uh, after being literally slapped in the mouth. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but. I think we're going to come in. We're going to play Wolves to the best of our ability. I think that that Harry Kane's going to score. I think we beat Wolves three uh, one, honestly, and 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 I think we're going to keep this 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 train. Just we're going to keep it on the track. We're going to keep it moving forward because the goal is the goal is top four. The goal's always top four. Mike, you know, I got to. You don't say. see Arsenal fans saying. Oh fuck! Our season is over because we got ousted from the FA Cup. You don't see people bitching about that, other than Spurs fans, because it always seems like it's a team that we should beat. Who gives a shit? Well, Spurs fans and commentators who can talk about nothing other than Spurs' lack of hardware in recent years. You know, what I mean, like that's a that's the constant talking point. But hey, Mike, I happen to agree with you. I agree with all your thinking. Here's my closing thought: Next time I'm in London, 
of course, I my hope is that I can get I can get tickets to see our Spurs play live. However, if I can't, you know what I am doing? I'm going to the number one outdoor tourist attraction in London, the Dare Skywalk, and then I'm getting tickets to the go-kart track where I am going to kick some ass and become um, the next adult driver of go-karts that is world famous. That's that's what I'm talking about. So is there one now? I will be the first. <laughs> no, they all graduate to other levels or get real jobs. I'm just trying to reverse the Yeah, whole by thing. the time they're 12, they're they're you know, they're an F they're an F4 or whatever. I have I have this history in my life of being kicked off of go-kart tracks for being too aggressive every time I do it. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe in in an adult setting, um, you can you can bring the pain and nobody's crying about it. You know that's, what I have a history with I have a history of of burning my arm on on the muffler of a go-kart. In 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 well, were you, when you're when you're turning around talking smack to people behind you, or, or no, what? no, no, I was looking, I was looking for my little safety belt thing that you got to put on that doesn't really do shit to you, right? But I was looking for it, and I turn and I put my I put my elbow back, and I burned the back of my elbow on the fucking muffler. This was at a bachelor party. It was the start of the bachelor party. It was the start of a bachelor party, and <laughs> I burned made in the USA. On my fucking elbow. <laughs> Was it was it so they could be red or was it backwards? How did how did it come out? No, it said made in USA. It was like that's, red. That's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I was I was questioned. Uh, I was questioned about it at the uh, the Canadian ballet, as we call it. Very nice Very about nice. the about the tattoo on my arm. That wasn't Very a nice. tattoo. All right, gentlemen, that's three Canada references in, in one in one conversation tonight. This has been Wicked Spurs. You listeners, we appreciate it and adore you. To those uh, people watching us live, you are the best, whoever you are. Give us a shout out. Uh, so hi, Mom. You are. Yeah, hi, Mom. <laughs> Thanks to my sister. Thanks so much. Um, but hey, Steve, what would you say as we as we depart? Don't be an asshole. That's what I expected. And Michael? Lucas, you're dead to me. Ooh, little twist. And? Uh, be safe, everyone. There you have it.